0: All right, Nico, can you say "Welcome to another episode of Healthy Births Happy Babies"?
1: It's a happy episode of um, Happy
0: Babies. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Healthy Births Happy Babies. I'm Dr. Jay Warren, I'm the prenatal and pediatric chiropractor here at the Capuano Center. And if you've been a regular listener, you know that this podcast is all about helping you have a proactively healthy pregnancy so you can have a safe natural unmedicated birth and that's going to allow you to bring your baby into the world that much more safely and gently and allow them to start off their lives healthy and strong and today's episode is a story about one couple doing just that um Amanda and HR are a couple that went through the CAP Wellness Center birth education classes and our wellness services here. And last year we were documenting that process. We did three different interviews with them. If you haven't listened to those, you can look at parts one, two, and three in iTunes and uh, get their story. And we did all of those things leading up to the birth. And then, as life goes, once uh, the birth happened, life got busy. They moved away from the state. We were in contact and um, keeping in touch, but we didn't do the final um, wrap-up to let you listeners know how the birth went. And so today we have that conversation for you. There were actually a lot of listeners wondering what happened to Amanda and HR and their little baby. They were actually wondering if maybe something went sideways with the birth and not as expected. And that's why we didn't do a follow-up because we were having this series, we're having a a baby naturally and wondered if something went awry. And we'll let Amanda and HR um, describe what happened exactly. Um, It's uh, an amazing story. We're really happy to be able to connect again. It was great talking with them once again and to hear just how things went. So again, if you haven't heard the other parts of the story and you want to hear about their process, go and listen to those. Uh, It was about a year ago. So let me take a quick word from our sponsor, the CAP Wellness Center, and then we'll come right back to hear their story.
2: Hi, I'm Irene Higa, and I'm the acupuncturist at CAP Wellness Center. One of the things I love about working at CAP Wellness Center is getting to be around all the brave, strong, and inspiring women. I'm always inspired by my patients' ability to rise to their challenges, overcome obstacles, and also get creative in their pursuit towards their health goals. I feel honored to be a part of their journey, whether it's helping them to start a family, have a healthy pregnancy, or helping them through their postpartum recovery.
0: All right, so let's switch over to my conversation with Amanda in HR. All right, Amanda, HR, welcome back to the podcast
2: thanks good to be here thank well,
0: you you're welcome congratulations are in order i mean last time that we spoke on the podcast it was right before your baby's birth and that was really like it was a year ago right because barrett's birthday was on the 29th yeah
2: uh-huh
0: good how was his first birthday
2: it was great we um we recently moved um at the beginning of the year we moved to arizona so we actually went back home to san diego for um his birthday party to have it with all our friends and family there and it was really nice.
0: That's fun. Well yeah, there's tons to catch up on since it's been a whole year. Um so it has been a year. We last time we talked, as I said, was right before the birth, and we want to share with our listeners, you know, how the birth went, um, and also share like which is how these months um, and year has gone with your little boy. So um, let's let's go back to around birth time. The last time we talked, you'd finished your classes, you'd finished hypnobirthing. thing, you'd taken the newborn class, um, getting ready for things, and then I think that was a couple weeks before um, it was kind of mid Juneish. Um, that we were talking um so take us back to kind of the days before you started labor and then that process
2: okay so um barrett's due date or guest date was june 23rd um and that day i was feeling i mean at the end of pregnancy i think it's pretty normal to feel kind of uncomfortable and everything and you know you're just feeling it really at that point but um, really ready but I- Yeah, really ready, but I wasn't in any rush to have him come. I think a lot of moms are like, oh, get this baby out of me. Mm -hmm. I was just enjoying it, and I think, I mean, I feel really blessed that I had a pretty good pregnancy, so um, I wasn't, and also maybe just, you know, with it being the first kid, I don't know if I felt like I was 100% ready or there were still things I wanted to get done before he came, but I wasn't really in any rush for him to come. I was just like, take your time, baby, when you're ready. You can, you know, if you come out, we'll be here.
0: Good for you.
2: Yeah and so the day of his due date I just it was a nice sunny day and I just put on my bathing suit and went to the pool and just laid out in the sun and just enjoyed the day and um, his due date came in came and went and then um, about a week later on the 29th my it was another nice sunny day and my dad was hanging out with me and so we decided to go for a swim and so I just uh, I had like a kickboard in the pool for me to just hang on to and just kind of swam back and forth in the pool Um, nothing intense just kind of leisurely swimming back and forth and enjoying the day and um, company and um, that I think is probably what kind of maybe set things into motion Mm. because we probably I probably swam in the pool for an hour or two and just just hanging out and um, I really I had it at that point up until then my entire pregnancy i'd never actually swam and i'd heard good things about swimming how it takes a lot of pressure off and um just you know makes you feel light and you know it kind of just takes a lot of the the pressure or the pain or the discomfort away because you're just floating and um you know
0: yeah it's so good the buoyancy just takes a lot of gravity out of the picture at least momentarily
2: yeah So that just felt really good just to kind of hang out and float around in the pool. And so that's what I did. And then um, my dad had to go to work and then we, and then I was just at home and probably within, I want to say a couple hours or so after swimming, maybe two, maybe not even two hours after swimming, I started to feel the slight beginnings of contractions. And at the time I did not know that they were contractions. Mm -hmm. I thought, like oh maybe this is what Fraxton Hicks is that people are been telling me about because I never experienced that either um and I never really felt like you know baby drop or anything so all of these um things I'd heard to look out for or that you know other moms experience at the end and I just didn't know what I was looking for didn't really feel any of those things happen and so I didn't know if I was going to go another week or what um so uh Yeah, so then I started to feel a little bit of that, and it was just kind of mild, and um, they just continued throughout the day, though, pretty consistently, Um, and they were probably, you know, maybe an hour or so apart, or half, I think it was about half an hour apart for the good amount of the day. I think they started around 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and just went on throughout the afternoon into the evening, and then it was really um, at night that they started to kick um, kick up a notch and get uh, closer together and and more intense at that point point. And,
0: and so up into say like the swim like in that week prior like he hadn't felt anything there wasn't anything no rumblings or anything like that
2: no not really and maybe yeah. I was just I don't know maybe I was in la la land just enjoying the ends of my pregnancy but I really don't feel like I had any like intense you know I never woke up and was like oh the baby's low or oh I'm <laughs> Like I'm dilating or, you know, I never had water break or, um, you know, I never had a Braxton Hicks. I never had any of that. I'd say the most intense thing I had throughout my pregnancy was some pretty consistently annoying heartburn. Yeah. (laughs) That was about it.
0: Okay. So in the so you were saying like with the swimming and then things started progressing. When in the evening would you say things were really escalating? Had you gone to bed and woke up in the middle of the night, or was it evening time like after dinner?
2: Um, so I wanna say it was around like I'd say eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, I started to to contact CareMesser, who was our doula and she's our good friend and so um I just let her know that you know things were kind of what how I was doing, how I was feeling, and she kind of just was like, "Okay, well, just let me know, keep me posted, you know, go to bed, and um, and we'll see how things are going, and let me know if you need me." And at that point, um, I'd say around probably got close to like mid. Well, let's see, it was about ten o'clock at night, and I told her. Like okay, I don't think these are little. I think like I need you here. <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> breathing through them, and just they were pretty intense. And I wanted HR to get some sleep, so I actually tried going to bed um, when he went to bed, and I just couldn't. I could not get into the bed. I couldn't lay down. I had to like I was like keeled over the side of the bed, just trying to, you know, get through them. They were pretty intense at that point and um, so she was like okay I'll be right over and she asked me what do you want for your last meal <laughs> <laughs> and he was such a great friend she picked me up some in and out and brought it over and we let HR sleep because I wanted him to be there for me when I needed him which I think he appreciated. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, for
0: those of you around the world around the country that don't know what in and out, they're amazing hamburgers. Absolutely <laughs> amazing hamburgers that people come to Southern California for uh, just to taste. So good for you.
2: <laughs> HR is shaking his head. He's a five guy because he's from the East Coast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, so Kara's a good caretaker in that way. So she comes over and then what was your labor like during the evening? Or did you go to the or did you go to the hospital then?
2: No, so she came over, and HR went to sleep, and she just helped me um, breathe through the contractions when they'd come, while well, I ate my meal, we kind of talked, hung out, laughed, and then HR went to sleep, and um, and then she said, you know what, you have a hot tub here, because we lived in an apartment complex that had a pool and a hot tub, and it was after 10 o'clock, though, so you're not supposed to swim in it, but. <laughs> um, you pulled but the pregnancy
0: she, labor card and went in anyway?
2: Yeah. Well, Good for mean, you. Well, I mean, we have don't lock it at night they just say you're not supposed to just a curfew so she said let's go labor in the hot tub so I was like okay so we did and I labored in the hot tub for about an hour and um at that point again it was pretty intense um I don't know what I would have done without her there but definitely I think being in the in the warm water just felt so good and like kind of relaxing and um she was just there to like I think she's just like rubbing my back pouring water over me and I was just um um just getting through them and just trying to go to my happy place and um like her guidance of how to breathe and keeping it like low and open and everything was just really what I needed um otherwise I might have been I don't know screaming instead of just like breathing through mm. them and so that was really helpful and then um about and so like I said I'd be I labored in the hot tub for about an hour and then she knew um for whatever reason I don't know just she's really experienced she's been at a lot of births and she knows something I guess changed and I don't know if it was my tone and she knew it was time to go and so I know they were at this point they were I don't know only a couple minutes apart and they were intensifying so um, she said okay let's call HR and have him come down and so she called HR on her phone and woke him up and said all right it's go time get everything in the car we're we're going so (laughs) yeah she
0: knows things I mean Kara was our doula at um, my son's home birth and she did the same thing just so like positive knows like the ins and outs of things to be able to just guide and then you know when it, she knows when it's time we're like all right let's rally here we go yeah
2: she really yeah she was really intuitive because I didn't even I mean it was my first birth and maybe if it was wasn't my first maybe I would have known something but I didn't know mm-hmm. I just knew that. But first time experiencing, I I wouldn't have known that I could even be away from the hospital that whole time because it was so nice to labor at home. That's really what I wanted to do. And so um, it was nice that I was able to do that with the comfort of her there, knowing that she would know when it's ready, you know, time to go. And um, so that was really comforting. And so she just helped me get out of the tub and walk to the car. And that was a process because I had to keep stopping and then breathe through them.
0: Do you remember what time of night that was?
2: Um, so this was about, let's see, we probably went to the hot tub about midnight, maybe, to I'm trying to remember. Sorry, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, no, this, I should have notes in front of me. Um, I want to say it was around, we got to the hospital around four, right? So it had to be like two in the morning, I think, that we were laboring in the hot tub, two okay. to three, and or yeah, about there. And then when we left and we got to the hospital, so we lived in San Diego and we were delivering at Scripps, Encinitas. So we had a little bit of a drive and um, care was in the very back. We have a minivan. So care was in the back of the minivan with me and HR was driving us to the hospital and um, care just left her car. And I, um, again, didn't know as much as care knew about me, about how I was feeling, what, I, what was going on with my body, but she knew when I even transitioned in the car, <laughs>
0: um on the way to
2: the hospital wow
0: yeah so (laughs) hr were you like driving like a bat out of hell or was it just like mellow drive
1: um well luckily since it was so early in the morning it was kind of just a mellow drive Uh, my main priority was just to make sure everybody got there safe Um, so i no i didn't i didn't drive crazy or anything like that i mean I might have pushed it a little bit over the speed limit, but nothing. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it wasn't uh, like what you see in the movies of, you know, Amanda screaming into the back seat and like, hurry,
1: hurry, running
0: red lights and the like.
1: Everything everything was pretty calm and collected, uh surprisingly, which I was grateful for because I didn't really know how I was gonna react in this situation and to know that everything was calm was was good.
0: Right was there anything that surprised you about yourself or about the process um other than um obviously on the other side of it like everything went amazing but like what what, what were you feeling during that time well you were asleep for a lot of it so uh <laughs> <laughs> let's put that in context but once you were up and ready like what were you feeling were you scared were you excited both
1: well i i guess i was more surprised at how calm i was with the whole situation hmm. And I think i I do think that the classes and cares instruction helped out a lot with that because um had I not been prepared i'm I'm pretty sure I probably would have lost my mind, but <laughs> the good thing is is um yeah we I got up uh I had an initial shock because I just woke up I was like what what's going on <laughs> <laughs> and then got the bags down to the car, got ready to go, got to the hospital safely and just kind of followed instructions from there and everything went well, yeah.
0: Cool, so you got to the hospital around four-ish or so, it doesn't have to be exact, and then um, how was labor once you were in the hospital?
2: So, yeah, we got there about four in the morning. Um, I, care is, of course, so HR is walking me to the hospital doors and I keep stopping for the contractions and then leaning on him and breathing through them and cares is there kind of helping me Breathe through them, hypnobirthing style, and just be calm and um, exactly what I wanted. And um, so we keep stopping, we finally get the doors, and eight cares all along the way, snapping pictures, of course, which I'm appreciative of <laughs> <laughs> back at the moment. I, you know, maybe it was well, I probably didn't even know she was doing it, but so we get into the hospital and um, we don't even at that point we don't even really check in. We just get into the room and um I think I said Oh, they gave me like the cup that you have to pee in for whatever reason and I go into the bathroom and um I don't even think they realize how far along I was um in you know progression of in labor and um so I go to the bathroom and I'm just like this is not gonna happen. Like I get me on the bed so I get into the bed and Um, or get into my nursing, I mean, not my nursing, my, um, labor gown that I had brought my own for, to be a little more comfortable. And, um, and they checked me and I was nine and a half centimeters dilated. Wow. So so pretty good timing. (laughs)
0: Yes. And they were surprised by that.
2: Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I was surprised. I Kara didn't know. She said, do you want to know a number? And I said, I do good. (laughs)
0: And <laughs> right <laughs> not if it's a bit, not if it's a low number I want the high number
2: and she didn't actually tell me the number when they found out I was nine and a half centimeters and I was thinking why that's a I thought that was a good number I don't know if some women pro, you know progress slower than others or what but I think nine and a half sounds great to me and she didn't even tell me and then I overheard uh, I think the nurse say it and I was like oh yeah <laughs> and I was thinking I'm glad I didn't have the baby in the car <laughs>
0: <laughs> right
2: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we just, and I think, um, like I said, we had to skip a lot of the normal stuff that you'd probably do if you're going in there and actually spending hours and hours in the hospital and laboring there. Um, we didn't, I didn't check in and sign the normal paperwork and do all the you know, normal procedures probably that a lot of women go through. I just hopped up on the bed and got hooked up. Um, they did have trouble for whatever reason, putting an IV in, um, which I have really good veins, like bulgy, big green veins, and I've never had any issue with giving blood or anything. I would get compliments on my veins, oddly, from those people who take your blood. You know. And <laughs> it might have been just because I was dehydrated, which I had been drinking tons of water, so I don't think that was it either. I think it's just your body is kind of in, like, this intense or tense mode going through what it's going through, and it's, it's just, like, you know, probably a survival mechanism that it just kind of closes up. So they stabbed me a few times trying to get a vein and Mm. having it. And, um, and so I had, I did have some bruising, um, later on from that, but they got it finally. And, um, so I think that was probably in the beginning, that was one of the more annoying parts. It's just like, get that in and like, let's move on. Um, but they did have a doctor. So it's like, it was the middle of the night or early, early morning. So they did have a doctor there ready just in case Dr. Cap w- did not get there in time. So we had someone there and, um, the nurse that we had, the delivery nurse, she was amazing. We were so happy that she was there. She, I felt like she was like an aunt or mom or grandma figure. She was holding my hand and so, um, calm and just so sweet and just, really felt like she was experienced
0: and um hello, hello. are you still there yeah okay great, great. now it's okay so and then when was he born
2: so he was born he was born at 5 7 a.m
0: so you got in the hospital around four and an hour later he was here yeah <laughs> that is a quick process
2: <laughs> yeah and dr cap um, one of the nurses wanted to hold off on calling him didn't want to wake him till it was actually time and i think care and the other or it might have been the other doctor and care and the other nurse were like um she's you know gonna have this baby soon so call him get him here yeah and he literally Like, I think they were trying to, I was trying, I personally was trying to slow my body down. I think one of my fears in giving birth for whatever reason was just the idea of tearing. It just didn't sound pleasant, so I didn't want to do it if it was possible to not do. Um, So I, you know, tried to slow my body down. And I can say that, I, I mean, there's all these different words and scary things that are thrown around with the idea of birth, especially in, like, the media and um, you know, I know some people have more negative experiences or difficult difficult um, labor in birth, but um, I'd say the word I'd use to describe, like, the discomfort of birth is just pressure. Like, mm. I wouldn't say it was painful or that it was, like, you know, hard or that it was just excruciating. You know, anything really intense like that, it was just a lot of pressure that you feel. And it's, I mean, it makes sense. It's a human, <laughs> a little human coming through, us, you know smaller part of your body that's expanding for the first time and so it felt like a lot of pressure yeah uh, and then just having care they'll help me breathe through them and I felt like my body was doing the pushing without me wanting to push so rather than me you know I think in the movies they say like push and then they're just like bearing down everything they've got to push this baby out and I was not doing that I was my body was pushing it out pushing mm. the baby out I was trying to actually hold back and slow it down because I wanted it to be like smooth and, you know, ease the baby out versus just like shooting the baby out and tearing.
0: Right. And so so you felt like you were able to do that.
2: Yeah. So I was slowly up until the point cap did get there just in the nick of time to catch the baby (laughs) Um, Got there. And I think um, there was a point where he said, okay, we need, I do need you to push down. It was because, um, one of two things, either the baby's, um, heart rate looked like it was going down or the monitor at that point, I think the monitor that's over your belly, the baby is so low that it doesn't get a good reading. So it can appear that the baby has a lower heart rate. Hmm. So just, you know, out of, for safety, you know, they then want you to actually get the baby out. So, um, so then I just pushed and I want to say I pushed maybe two, three times and the baby can Oh, and I should also mention, my water hadn't broken up until this point. Hmm. The baby actually, it, or the my water was in front of the baby. So um, it was a bit of a flash zone at the Shamu show sort of thing for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. thing Dr.
0: Cap got there in time for that, right?
2: Dr. Cap, care, everybody got a little bit of that. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and then baby was here. And um, I put him on my chest and... At the time, I didn't know it was a him, and so I lifted him up and looked, and I said, it's a boy, and turned to HR and told him it was a boy, and we were just so excited and surprised and happy, and it was a really great moment.
0: Fantastic. So, Barrett comes into the world with a splash, right? Yes. Water in the pool the day before kind of helped him come along, and then he added his own little story to it as well. Yeah. That's fantastic. And so, how how is Barrett right afterwards?
2: Um, So he was good. He was. um, He cried. He definitely had some good lungs when he came out. I think he came out crying. Yeah. Um, I put him on my chest and kind of. He did like the the breast crawl and um, and eventually latched. And um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like it was. It was all kind of a. A whirlwind but of excitement and just just so much love I don't know you don't really everybody says you don't know love until you have a baby but it's so true I feel like we were just our hearts were so full in that moment and so looking back it's almost just hard to even describe like the feeling and what we went through but I just was holding him and HR was there with me holding my hand and had a hand on on Barrett and it was uh it was really special Nice.
0: And what was it like for you, HR, um, finding out you had a boy, and um, being with Amanda through that experience?
1: Um, well, finding out that we had a boy was kind of a shock for me because I had had a feeling that we were going to have a girl. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. disappointed by any means. I'm definitely. Ha- I was happy either way. I just, I just kind of had an initial feeling that we might have a girl. Um, but with Amanda. Basically, my my main role in that whole situation was to just make sure that she was comforted. Um, Amanda's asked me, like, you know, did you see him come out or anything like that? And I'm I'm unfortunately one of those people that get a little queasy when it comes to medical things. Do you? Yeah, so my... my...
2: So he stayed on the other... He stayed close to me. And <laughs> 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 the thing.
1: Right. So I, I basically just wanted to make sure that she was comfortable and that I was doing anything that she needed me to do. Um, other than that, I mean, just being overall happy that it was a healthy birth mm-hmm. and that everything went well was the main priority. I think, uh, well, I don't want to speak for a lot of fathers or upcoming fathers, but I know the fear of uh, something going wrong with either your child or your wife or a significant other, whatever the case may be, um, can be terrifying. Um, so to know that everybody was just happy and healthy, uh, made me happy. And that was my main priority going into that. So.
0: Right. And, hope. and also having the, uh, I can speak as a father too, cause I had those same thing. Like I had a really strong birth team around me that, I trusted, you know, and so then when I thought things were, you know, possibly going sideways, I could look around at the midwife or care who is our doula and kind of give them a look like, are we okay? Is everything good? And then when they gave me a thumbs up, everything's fine. Then I could trust that and then just get back to supporting Effie. And that's, you know, absolutely essential that you Mm -hmm. have that around you as a father, because our protector comes up, right? And sometimes dads and speaking to a lot of dads we feel powerless because we don't really know what to do and even though we want to protect we don't know what to do and what not to do and when to intervene and when not and that's when that team can really help us and direct
1: right yeah absolutely and i and i definitely had that same like visual communication with care where it's i would look back and forth to her and be like okay is everything going all right and then um kind of what Amanda was explaining with the nurse trying to figure out whether they should call Doctor Cap or not call Doctor Cap, um, that that could have been a frustr that was a frustrating point for me. So I looked at Care, and I'm I'm very grateful for her because she took care of that whole situation. Um, because I I definitely didn't want to get into that and
2: have a different doctor deliver.
1: <laughs> right, and I didn't want to uh, bring a negative energy into the room by getting upset or angry, so I just, I had to trust in Karen what she was doing and it, know that she had the experience along with these nurses and that, you know, this is my first time, I, there's, there's nothing I can really do, um, and to trust the process. Right.
0: Well, you guys did amazing. Amanda, you did amazing. I remember right after the birth uh, care telling me about how you labored and how everything went so well at the hospital. And so it's long overdue on the podcast, but congratulations to you both. It's an amazing process that you guys went through. I really appreciate you sharing it um, with our listeners. And as I was saying before, lots of people have been asking like, all right, so what happened with the birth? What happened with the birth? It's been a year already. So (laughs) thank you for coming back and sharing that. Um, You guys are uh, obviously away in Arizona. um, And so that's like been a big shift and you're going through the changes that a uh, little baby goes from newborn to toddler very quick. And uh, maybe sometime we could come back and uh, share that experience as well to see how the, the parenthood gig is going.
2: Absolutely. All right. Yeah, that. there's a, a lot of change in the very beginning that I remember very well, just going from not being a parent to being a parent, having a newborn, and all the fun that goes with that. And then, <laughs> then all the changes over the last year have been really um really fun (laughs) yeah
0: good well we'll talk about that next time again thank you guys for coming on and sharing and uh, best of luck to you
2: thank Thank you you. thank you for joining us today for more information about this episode and other natural childbirth and parenting topics please visit us at capwellnesscenter.com or message us on our facebook page with any questions you might have we here at the CAP Wellness Center look forward to helping you and your family be as happy and healthy as you can be.